Greetings and welcome to The Dream Coach with Hubert Neal Jr. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, So I got to apologize for the technical difficulties at the end of the last episode, episode two. Uh, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, I will pay more attention and make sure that we don't lose any sound at the end of... um, the end of the podcast. So we started last episode uh, with getting started. So now uh, we're going to continue uh, with getting started uh, part two. I've got some information for you that I will expound upon. Um, this information comes uh, courtesy of, let's see, where did I get it? Thecareerproject.com. I was going through different websites to see all the different questions that people have about uh, an art career, and um, I liked uh, I liked some of the information that they have. So the uh, the, the the subjects or the um, the different parts of um, what I'm going to talk about in terms of getting started come from Career Project, thecareerproject.com. And I will give my take on some of these things. So um, let's dive in. So you want to be an artist. You want to be a dancer, a painter, a photographer, a writer, uh, some type of creative. And uh, you want to start. So where do you start? We're going to give you some uh, specific tools and resources here so that you can actually start to uh, plan. Uh, number one, you want to develop your skills. Um, how do you do that? Well, you can go to school, you know. If you're young, you're in grade school, high school. Um, if you're in grade school, you can think about going to an art school like I did, the Chicago Academy for the Arts. Uh, if you went to a um, public school that didn't necessarily um, uh, have a focus in the arts, then maybe you can apply to a uni- college or a university that uh, has an arts program. So there's lots of different ways, okay? And of course, you can also just take online courses. Some are free, like uh, Khan Academy, uh, and then there's different uh, companies online that you can uh, pay for. And don't forget that Uh, A lot of schools also have um, online courses, okay? Um, And then you got to practice, right? Whether you're taking classes or not, in your free time, if this is something that you uh, are passionate about and you know that you want to do this, well, then you got to actually do it. You know, I remember... You know, it was natural for me as a as a kid. Um, all I did was draw, and um, whatever I could get my hands on. Um, my mother has a cookbook uh, on top of her refrigerator to this day, where I don't know what I. I guess I was just learning how to like write um, her name, and for some reason I decided to just write all over her books <laughs> and anything with a with a black marker. But I just drew incessantly, and I can remember specifically um, when things kicked into another gear. I believe it was 1987. 
uh, and that was when uh, there was a show called The Tracy Allman Show was on, and in between the sketches, it was a sketch comedy show, in between the sketches was a little, um, little uh, 30 second, you know, clips of this animated family, this ye- these yellow people, which, as you know, went on to become uh, The Simpsons, well, I couldn't get enough of The Simpsons and, and how wild they looked, and I used to draw um, Bart Simpson specifically in uh, different types of poses, um, you know, different ethnicities, different fashion, you name it. And I, I swear, you know, I probably could do a hundred of those drawings in a, in a week. Um, it was fun for me. It was natural. But the more I drew, the better I get. So you got to understand that whether it's writing or dancing or whatever is your discipline, practice, practice practice okay and then what you want to do is you want to look for inspiration you want to go to museums you want to go to galleries you want to go to shows you want to go to performances right uh movie theater the 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 opera whoever it is that you're trying to to be you know go and see the people who are professionals in that discipline and see how they do it Okay, get your inspiration. And you want to seek constructive criticism. This is usually the hardest part. Uh, I remember when I was in art school, you know, uh, we had regular critiques in the visual arts department where, uh, and also in in fine arts uh, in college, um, basically, you you know, your painting, your drawing, your sketch, whatever it was, we would, you know, the uh, maybe at the end of the assignment, end of a week, end of a day sometimes, and we would hang up the work on the wall, and everybody would take turns having something to say about each person's work. Okay, it could be positive. It could be I think this thing needs work. It could be I don't get it. Everything was on the table. And you had to be tough. And then the professor would also um, interject when they saw fit. And you got to get used to this. You got to get used to people tearing apart or breaking down your the thing you put on the wall or the performance or your video or something like that. Because you need to know if you're connecting with people. That's why we show, right? That's why we're sharing our creativity. We're trying to connect with people. Now... Does it make them right? <laughs> Everything they think or feel? Uh, not necessarily, but uh, it's important to understand that whatever it is that you're creating, um, how people receive it. Is it, you know, are they getting everything that you intended? Are they seeing things and experiencing things that <laughs> you couldn't have even imagined, right? Uh, the most important thing is to not take it personal, even though, um, you know, our, our passion for a particular art is, is very personal. But just understand a person, uh, when they're giving you constructive criticism, uh, they are not necessarily attacking you or, yeah, I shouldn't even use the word attack. They're just telling you how they feel about your work, okay? And it's separate about them. They're not judging you. Uh, it doesn't reflect poorly on your character or anything like that. And so a good way is to, uh, to receive that information is um, uh, 
is, you know, listen to what someone has to say. Um, look at your work. See if you can see what they see, you know. Do you think they gave good advice or good, good criticism, you know. Take what you feel is going to work for you. Ignore the stuff that doesn't, okay. Um, and then what you're going to want to do is... We've got to make or find some type of studio space. Why? Well, if you're painting, you're going to get things dirty. You know, Lord knows where paint ends up everywhere. Do you have a space where you are free to create using paint? What about dance? Can you rent space at a, at a dance studio? Uh, can you use your garage? Is your house big enough? Um, where are you going to sing? Is there a place where you can sing without annoying people? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe in your backyard. Again, maybe you need to rent some studio space. Maybe you go out to a public park. You know, there's lots of uh, options and lots of um, variables. Um, and even when you get your own space, go at your own pace. Um, Sometimes we compare ourselves to other people or we feel like we're behind and we need to catch up. None of that matters. We all shine at different times. We all peak at different times. Um, but you cannot force it. Do what comes naturally to you and challenge yourself. But, um, but take your time and find out what is the best way to work for you. For example, when I wake up in the morning... I prefer to write in the day. Um, and in terms of painting, I like to paint in the evening. It's just one of those things. I don't know how. I don't, well, I don't know why. It's just, um, I guess, my habits, you know. And so find out what works, uh, for, works best for you. Um, and then make sure that you have breathing room. That's also important when you have your space. Um, a lot of times what we put up on a wall or what we share online or, or what we perform on stage, um, you know, a lot of that stuff is conceptual and it takes place in our head, right? We're conceptualizing an idea. We're writing things down. We're, we're sketching things out. Most people don't see that part of the process, okay, putting things together. Uh, and so that's what's important about having your own space as well, is having a place where you can breathe, where you can um, experiment, um, where you can try new things. And so then we've talked about developing your skills and making and finding studio space. Now let's go on to finding your voice. What does that mean? Well, again, I remember, um, at least, you know, for visual arts, um, I remember by the time I got to college, I was always proud of, of my drawing skill, my dexterity with the graphite. And I had a professor who was drawing, uh, maybe it was my drawing one or drawing two, maybe my second year. And I remember my professor, his name was Zevi Bloom. 
at Cornell. And he walked behind me, as he, as he often did. He played classical music, and he would just walk around the class, talk to us, tell us stories, that kind of thing. And uh, I remember he walked, behind, he walked behind me, and he looked at my drawing, and he said, Hubert, you draw like a master, but can you make art? And that was one of those things that always it immediately hit me and it stuck with me to this day. Because, you know, most, most visual artists, um, drawing is a foundation. So you, almost any of us are going to be able to draw a portrait or draw something representational or, you know, be really comfortable, you know, with a, with a pencil or a pen. Um, and a lot of us are, you know, talented you know with you know with those things and so what sets you apart you know and I thought about all my favorite painters Frida Kahlo, Pablo Picasso, Basquiat and I thought about how they all had their own distinctive styles I said and I got the impression that Part of being great was also being unique and having your own voice. And those are people who found their own voice. And so now you've got to figure out what is your voice, you know. Maybe there's something, maybe there's something interesting that you do, you know, with your filmmaking. Maybe you've revolutionized the use of a certain type of filter, right? Maybe you create some interesting way to to rap or sing that no one had tried before you know whatever it is this is where the experimenting and, and continuing to push yourself will pay off you 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 end up you know digging deeper and digging deeper until you find your voice and that's the thing that makes you stand out amongst all these folks all right uh yeah, so, you know, exploring new ideas helps you get there, um, different subject matters, and, of course, methods. Another good thing you might want to do is keep a journal or a sketchbook. I can tell you that I have been writing in journals and sketchbooks. For me, they're pretty much the same thing because I write and I, I, I draw in, there, in them. And I've been doing that since I was 13. I've been keeping them since I was 13 years old, so... Uh, now I'm 43, you can imagine <laughs> how many uh, I have. It's important to, I always say I'll die, you know. Um, I'll die with ideas <laughs> in my sketchbook that I'll never get to. Write down those ideas. Sometimes they come in the middle of the night. Sometimes you're in the shower. Sometimes you're walking. But write them down. Record them. Explore your mind and have that as a reference tool to come back to, okay? Because uh, sometimes it's hard to manage all these ideas um, without some type of structure. And um, learn to get comfortable speaking about art, okay? Not everybody likes this, and I'm honestly, you know, I don't necessarily enjoy talking about my art specifically. I feel like I'm happy with you experiencing it, and whatever you walk away with is fine with me. But I also understand that there's some people who really do just want to dialogue with an artist, and maybe they want to hear about the creative process or those kinds of things. So get used to engaging with 
people, okay? Um, I, trust me, for the longest time, I believed that, well, the art should speak for itself. And, you know, it sh I shouldn't be the, the, the center of attention. It should be the art. But um, you have to accept the fact that people um, want to get to know the person behind the, the, uh, the, the creations. It's just... Um, it's just the way um, that we are. And you also kind of have to be fair, right? Be honest. Because we're creating things and then we're sharing them with the public, okay? So it's not like you don't want to engage at all. <laughs> you, you, you need the public. You need the audience. So, you know, it's about meeting them, meeting them halfway. That's, uh, that's part of the job, you know? They're, they're, they're intrigued by someone who is doing something that they just feel might be impossible for them to do. It's expressed themselves uh, creatively. So um, get comfortable talking about it. And it's not, you know, maybe you feel like you're bragging or no, just talk about your process. Why did you become an artist? You know, answer questions. Why did you do that? Why did you choose this? Why did you say that? You know, everybody benefits. And then um, you want to make friends with artists, okay? Um, find your, you know, find your community, find your people. It's the first thing I do. I move to a new place and I just think about who are the people, who are the artists that are already here that have been doing their thing. Let me reach out to them. Look up people's websites, um, join groups on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, um, you know, search through hashtags on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, look for artists, you know, artists looking for friends or, you know, look at uh, the best way to meet other artists is just to go to go to performances, go to exhibitions. You're bound you're bound to find people who at least appreciate the art um, who, or who are themselves uh, artists. OK, so um, make friends, you know. Create a community, join a community, and uh, help each other, you know, because it's a unique thing that we do to um, live a life of, 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 of art, okay? Um, make yourself known. People need to know who you are, <laughs> where you are, okay? Um, to this day... You'll see artists sometimes at a street fair or a city fair or something like that. And maybe they've got their paintings, you know, on a on a table, you know, spread out. You know, maybe they've got them hung up on the side of a building. And they're looking for people to um, stop by and engage with them and maybe buy one of their uh, pieces. You know, maybe they're a street performer. And they're looking to get donations to help them uh, either survive or, or, or get to the next level or, uh, or both. Um, but then a lot of those same people will not have websites or business cards or, or anything like that. And so it's like it, it, it doesn't help. It's like what if you're visiting? What if you're a tourist, you know? Um, and you want to be able to like follow this person's career. Or you want to buy something else. Um, some people don't think about it, you know, like that. So people have to see you, and you have to come out of your out of your comfort zone. Okay, 
That means get on the internet, get a website, um, you know, um, join, you know, social media. Um, well, let's go down this list here. Inner competitions. It's a good one. Now, I want you to think about the mindset, though, right? Competitions, you know, that means that, you know, there will be some judging going on and eventually there's going to be a best of, you know, best of show or, or, or something like that. Try not to focus so much on, you know, winning or losing and focus more on just being comfortable putting your work out there to be judged, okay? Because, you know, um, winning first prize at this or that doesn't make you a great artist, okay? Um, and being a great artist doesn't mean that <laughs> you might necessarily win a, win a competition, okay? Um, but, but, but enter them, be comfortable, be confident, you know? Yeah, my, my work can hold up with anyone else's thing, you know? If it's, uh, if it's performing, Go to those American Idol auditions. <laughs> you never know. Go to the local auditions. Okay? You got to sell your work. You got to sell tickets to your performances. Okay? You got to find a way to make money off of your talent. Okay? And so that means if, you're, if you've got paintings and you want to sell, well, then you got to think about the price. What's the price going to be? Okay, how do you want to sell it? You know, is it do you have gallery representation and you want to uh, do it through the gallery? Um, do you sell directly um, through your website? Are you really casual and you just post something and maybe pe have people uh, Venmo <laughs> you the money? Um, you know, figure it out. There's lots of different ways to get your work into the hands of people, and it's also important to make sure that it's as easy as possible for them to um, to pay you, okay? Because people get frustrated when um, when certain things are not are not simple. Um, yeah, business cards. I've been using a company called Moo.com for years. They're out of England. Um, I don't know. I love them. They have different types of cards. Um, all, all, all high quality. Um, they feel good in your hand. You can get standard size ones of three by five. Uh, what is it? Is it two by two by? Five? I don't even remember. <laughs> what's the What's the size of a of a traditional business card? And they have mini ones that are like you know like the the length of like your 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 forefinger. Just just really great. Mood.com. But of course, there are so many different companies out there that can uh, do your Business cards, you can run over to FedEx office. They've got everything in-house to do that. So, um, yeah, but get your business cards. Because even though we're online and we find each other courtesy of Facebook or, or LinkedIn and um, Instagram, you're still meeting people in different ways. You know, we're always passing someone by. And so if you're ever in a situation and someone, you know, um, just wants you know a quick information chain information exchange hand me a business card and make sure your phone number's on there your email address and of course your website okay to make it easy for them to um, connect with you again um, website I mentioned this a little bit your website is your 
um, it's your real estate. It's the most important real estate that you're going to have uh, on the internet because a lot of us are showcasing our work through Instagram, Facebook, Behance, a lot of different things like that. But you have to understand that those are their own walled-off guard gardens, meaning that, um, you know, if I Google your name, what's going to pop up is, you know, one link saying that you have an Instagram account, another link saying you have a Facebook account. But I won't know what you've posted unless I join Instagram or Facebook. And what if I don't want to do that, right? So... What happens when you get a website is a website is there are free versions and there are um, versions that you uh, pay for. Um, here's some examples of free ones. Weebly.com and Wix. Wix uh, Weebly and Wix. Yes, yeah, at Wix.com and then there's Weebly.com, okay? And uh, those are free. Maybe website world is new to you. You want to play around without having to worry about, um, you know, um, auto pay or, or anything like that so um yeah so uh with the website everything that you create everything you add on a website gets annexed into google right so if you have a blog attached which most most um websites uh you know have a blog attached to it you want to make sure that you're regularly blogging once a week, three times a week, you know, whatever works best for you. Um, two of the paid sites um, that are pretty good are OPP, uh, OtherPeople'sPixels.com, and of course, Squarespace.com. That's the one that I've been using for uh, years now, and I'm very happy with Squarespace. Anytime you add a section, a gallery, a blog post. Anytime you create new content, excuse me. <clears throat> anytime you create new content on, uh, you know, on your website, that's another thing that's added to the Google search engine. Okay, you do that long enough. When someone Google's your name, they'll see ah, you posted this in your blog on your such and such you know dot com okay um they'll be able to see when you've added uh, a new photograph you know to a particular um photo album about your travels in uh, the middle east you know and what's great too is that you get to curate everything you can have an about section you can have um a section, you know, to separate all the different things that you do. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're a writer and a photographer. You know, um, maybe you're, you know, a painter and a and a, I don't know, and a, and a and a dancer. I mean, you know, artists tend to be multifaceted, and so um, uh, there's different, you know, things that. Uh, you know, the different ways that we express ourselves and a website is a good way to keep track of all that stuff. Or let's say you're a painter, you know, um, and you have different subject matters. You can have different galleries based upon uh, that stuff. You know, like, for example, me, I have in my painting section on my website, I'll have social justice. I have a social justice section, but then I'll have another section of people just happy and dancing. OK. Um, yeah. So 
website, Weebly, Wix, other people's pixels, Squarespace. You know, two paid, two free, um, but they're all uh, kind of like the best uh, examples um, of the of the website. Galleries, studios, and agents. If you're a visual artist, a good way. I mean, you can do things directly. You know, you can be your um, just you know do it on your own. Whether you're using your website, social media, and just continuing to share uh, your work uh, until you know opportunities start to spring up, or you can look for gallery representation. What that means is that if you're represented by a gallery as a visual artist, the, you know you'll uh, both parties will you know decide on a particular contract and 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 um, all of those um, good things. But galleries also help with the heavy lifting, right? So they'll take care of the advertising, the marketing, and all that good stuff. And so that way you get to just focus more on the creation of art, okay? And of course, they'll get a percentage. And usually, art galleries will uh, take a percentage of uh, whenever you sell something, okay? Uh, galleries, studios, create a studio, join a studio, right? Are you a graphic designer? You're a fashion designer, you know? Um, where do you want to go? How do you want to do this? Do you want to be independent? Do you want to be part of a collective? Do you want to be part of a team? Um, you're an actor. Do you need an agent? Are you comfortable, you know, um, you know, striking deals on your own? You know, do you trust your instinct and your intellect? Or do you think you need help? Okay. Or a manager, right? You're on the road X amount of times a year. You need someone to help you with, uh, you know, booking all your performances because you're getting busier and busier. Eh, that's what a manager does, you know. Also, develop a network. What is networking? Networking is leveraging relationships to create opportunity. Talk to people. Ask them questions. Do you know anyone that's... You know, looking for, you know, such and such that looks like me, okay? I love acting, you know. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, there's just the most effective way of getting an opportunity is to talk to other people. Does anyone know if there are any shows, or, you know, around right now um, that, f that feature black artists and, and art of the Black Lives Matter um, protests, right? You never know who knows who and what they're going to share. And also think about the value that you provide, right? It's not just one-sided. You might be able to help them. Um, and we will schedule a time to uh, talk. Tell me what your concerns are. Uh, what are you interested in? And then we will get you set up for the Dream Coach session okay if you're in the uh, santa monica or los angeles area we can do it in person spend a whole day um otherwise we can do it virtually uh the session is five hundred dollars um and you get everything we can give you everything except the passion okay so um yeah <laughs> sorry for a couple of uh hiccups in this episode i'm still 
learning how to do this podcast, uh, but I'm enjoying it um, more and more every uh, every week. Uh, looks like we're going to make just under 35 minutes for this week. I still don't know what the sweet spot is. I don't know if it's going to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45. Um, but, you know, I've slowly started get to getting, getting into a rhythm. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, this is Hubert Neal Jr., and I thank you all so much for uh, hanging with me. Uh, this has been The Dream Coach, and I will speak to you again next week. Take care.